Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Euphrates Network podcast, episode one. I'm Danny. And I'm Shay. And we're your hosts. And with the Euphrates Network podcast, we're going to be exploring God's global story. What is God doing in the earth? We'll also look at the Church of Christ stretching beyond cultural borders and cultural circumstances. If you're a young person who's searching for a calling and or you're interested in global missions, we're here to bring you some content just for you and hopefully you can learn a lot and we can help point you in the right direction. Uh, We'll also be sharing our thoughts on all things theological, cultural, and missional in the world. And you'll be hearing stories testimonies and perspectives of all different people from different backgrounds. So we want to do some interviews with different people, both Christians, Muslims, Jews, and from people of all different walks of life and faiths and discuss uh, all things theological, cultural, and missional. And so today is just an intro podcast. You're going to get to know us, you're going to hear our story, and then you're going to hear about what is to come on the Euphrates Network podcast. So we'd like to kick it off with Shayi. We're gonna just going to share our quick story and testimony about how we got interested in God, in global missions, and where we are now. So Shayi, care to share with us? Yeah, cool. So yeah, in some ways I feel like this has been a long time coming. Not that we've talked about doing a podcast together that much, but just really seeing how like our stories have been knit together and we always just have such good conversations along these lines, so we thought, you know, why not record it? Yeah. Um, and Shay and I, we actually met in college. Yes, that's right. So In junior year, right? Junior year. So it was about uh, maybe 10 years ago. So basically at the time we met, I, I grew up in church. My parents are strong believers. You know, I'd watch the Veggie Tales, listen to the Adventures in Odyssey, you know, all the typical stuff. We used to have family devotions every morning, <laughs> and... Um, just over time, I went through the typical, like, I just kind of want to do my own thing. I still believed everything in Christianity, but I just felt like there was all these rules, like, restricting my life. And so, got to Penn State. At that time, Penn State was known as, like, the party school, and that's part of why I wanted to go. And over the first couple years of college doing that, it just wasn't fulfilling at all. And I felt God was drawing me back. And so I got involved with campus ministry along with a friend and this friend, he was taking a class with Danny. And so, you know, meteorology. Me- oh, was it meteorology? Yeah. Okay. That's what I, Penn State has a great meteorology program and it was still one of my favorite classes. Oh, that's I cool. Took in college. I'm in meteorology now. So that's a funny, that's a funny <laughs> coincidence. Um, but yeah, so Dave, um, he introduced me to Danny and it was right after I came to know Christ and. I think the first time we met, we were going to this like prayer meeting at church and it was kind of with people who are much older than us. And at that point, I just wanted to go to everything God related. But on the car ride, I distinctly remember just going off about conspiracy theories (laughs) the entire time. And that was hilarious. Wasn't sure we were going to share that part. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, but let's just be, let's be like authentic here. But I hop uh, in the back of uh, Shay's car, first time meeting him. And he's yeah. just hitting me with all these things like harp, you know, Alaska and yeah. you know JFK. Like I don't even remember. And in my defense, like you were egging me on. Like Danny's <laughs> like, so when do you think Jesus is coming back? And I'm like, oh wow, that's a good question. This guy's really interested. And I, I remember yeah, like leaving an and being like, man, we really like connected there. I mean, we had a great conversation, but uh, 
you know, obviously I've, well, maybe not so obviously, uh, being a conservative that I'm not super into conspiracy theories. A lot of conservatives are, uh, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, me neither any, anymore. It wasn't. But they are bear interesting. The most, yeah, doesn't bear the most fruit though. But anyways, yeah. So that happened. We became friends over time and really connected over um, just our desire to see God move, you know, to see revival, to see people come to know Christ. And, you know, in that journey, we got connected with this ministry called IHOP KC, which we both still love. And um, I know for myself, like the mission specific emphasis, I think it was generally, it was easy to latch onto it because I grew up. Um, I didn't move to America till 10th grade, so I moved up, I grew up in other cultures, and so I've just kind of always had in my mind that, you know, one day I might move away from America, and I was always interested in, in you know, in other cultures, but maybe, Danny, you can speak to your journey of, you know, what, what was going on in your life up to that point. Yeah, man, it just took me back there 12 years, it was, it was a long time ago, 10, 12 years, Shay and I met in college, and back in those days, we were just so hungry for God. We were literally running to any conference that was in like a three-hour radius. Oh, yeah. We were just there. Uh, but, yeah, so for me, I also grew up in a Christian home, and we didn't have uh, devotions in the morning, but we would always do them at dinner. And my mom and dad are the strong, believing evangelicals. <clears throat> uh, and I grew up going to church, but I didn't really fall in love with Jesus, I'd say, until age 21, when I was at Penn State, and I think it was maybe after the time I had met Shayi, uh, but at the time I was studying finance at Penn State, I was just super hungry to be successful and to make money, uh, but I remember a team from International House of Prayer coming to Penn State, and they did a week long of worship and uh, prophetic ministry and uh, sharing the gospel, and I just be remember being overwhelmed by the love of God and the peace of God, and all the desires that I had been putting into my job or career, working on my resume and getting an internship, I felt like that was all finally satisfied in Christ. And from this point on, it really kicked off a journey of me going deep in the Lord. And I had I still had many questions and doubts about the faith at the time, uh, but I remember reading, picking up a little book, uh, More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell, which really affected me. And that really gave me both faith in, or it gave me uh, assurance in my faith in terms of, I had just some questions about, well, are the documents of the Old and New Testament reliable? Uh, you know, how can you defend your argument for your faith with an atheist? And after that, I just really began to be on fire to share my faith, realizing that, wow, we had answers within the Christian evangelical community to a lot of these objections that atheists give. And I think that's super helpful to, for people to know, even growing up in the church. Yeah. You know, my whole life, I didn't realize that there were these you know, answers that we could give uh, to people because I, I had just heard, like, basically, oh, you know, just believe and that kind of thing. After that, though, uh, I graduated from Penn State, and I just began to uh, pray a lot. And, um, and I was working in a bank at the time, and I began to just pray for Muslim people actually in America. There was an article that came up uh, from the New York Times on ISIS. I think it was 2015, 2014 time. Uh, and I read this article on ISIS, and I just, my heart just began to break for the Muslim people. 
and uh, I just began to pray, calling other people to pray for them, and mainly praying for them in America, I would say, from kind of more of a selfish, like, I don't want America to be Muslim, you know, like, just, um, you know, and get Sharia law and all this stuff, and, you know, I was a little bit uh, worried about that, just if I'm completely vulnerable, uh, but over time, the Lord really began to shift my heart and show me that He really loves these people, and He wants to reach them, and I remember praying one day and just praying that the Lord would touch the Muslim people in Michigan because there's a big population over there and I just remember the Lord saying to me in my heart okay you've prayed for them now I want you to be an answer to your own prayer and I want you to go to the Middle East and to serve these people and so that kicked off a journey of me fighting God like no God I want to stay in America I was never like the mission guy in high school or college I just wanted to live in America work in finance after the Lord touched me I thought maybe I'll be a pastor or I'll serve as a lay elder uh, in the church and maybe teach the Bible a little bit, but uh, I just began the journey of exploring missions and I did a missions program in 2016. I quit my job at the bank, went to Colorado Springs, uh, went to Jordan for three months. Uh, we did uh, some ministry and some outreach there. Uh, and then over this next year and a half, I was still serving with that same ministry in Colorado Springs. And in 2018, I landed in Istanbul, Turkey uh, for uh, the first time, and I've been living and serving in Istanbul, Turkey, uh, doing church planning through evangelism and discipleship there. Um, and it is a bit sensitive in Istanbul, so I'm not going to share my last name on the podcast, uh, but I made the decision just to uh, share the location so that uh, we can, you know, you can have a better idea of, of what I'm doing. But Shay and I have been friends for a long time. And I definitely have a heart for connecting the world of the East and the world of the West together. And we look forward to exploring a lot of those topics and conversations in the future. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I actually have a question for you, Danny. So one of the things that you brought up in your story was just how like ISIS in the news was part of what started to make you think about the Muslim world. And... Just one of the perspectives I think that's common, especially in American conservatism, is their association of how they think about Islam is associated with like the extremist elements and terrorism. Like, how do you feel like that living overseas has affected your mindset of like, like Muslims in the Arab world in general? Yeah, that's funny. You bring that up because after I felt like the Lord calling me to missions, it literally felt like a death sentence. <laughs> because like, I'm going to go serve these people in, you know, the Middle East, and they're going to, you know, greet me with hostility and, you know, cut my head off. And I actually told my mom, I said, Mom, I don't know if I'll be alive in five years. And she went into a phase. I remember that phase. <laughs> I remember your martyr phase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so obviously, there are terrible things that happen uh, to Christian people in the Middle East. I'm not discounting that at all. But by and large, um, living overseas for the past four or five years has completely shifted my perspective on uh, Muslim people. And while there are radicals, so I'll say that as a disclaimer, most people will treat you with more hospitality and more love 
uh, as a foreigner than you would ever encounter in America, even just with other American people. And that was a huge uh, paradigm shift for me uh, from going from, because I, I think that a lot of people, uh, a lot of American people can feel that, oh, there's America, we need to like reach America, but there's kind of a black hole, you kind of black out when you think about what is the church going on What's going on in the church in the Middle East? Mm -hmm. And you can think maybe Voice of the Martyrs magazine does a great job highlighting different things. But those are very extreme cases mm -hmm. many times. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, I would say that Middle Eastern people are amazing people. And I've really come to uh, fall in love with different parts of the culture. Yeah, yeah you, you brought up another good point of like part of why we want to do a, this podcast is... <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the world, especially the Middle East, but honestly, just the rest of the world outside of America and, and maybe Europe, is just kind of this black hole. And a lot of the information we get about it or our perception of it is always like the extreme elements of what's going on. And so, you know, a lot of the perception of like what's going on in the Middle East is like you just think about persecution. And even when you talk about like Africa, the global south, you think about maybe like radical growth and miracles but there's just so much more to explore in terms of understanding what God is doing, what the church like looks like in other parts of the world that go beyond like the most extreme elements. And yeah. there's so many interesting conversations to be had because we have so many conversations. There's so many like podcast media that talks about, you know, a wide array of things going on in the church in America. And I think it's just important that, you know, we, we, um, engage with that fascination in other areas of the world too, because we're all one body, and our our uh, our ties in Christ are go deeper than our national borders. And so, yeah, we, we want to create a podcast that reflects that conviction. Definitely, and we want to create a podcast that really just lets people into our conversations that we're having together, you and I, and also the conversations that we have on a normal basis with other people. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much, even just talking with my parents uh, a couple of days ago, there's so much that we don't understand in the West as, you know, if you are an evangelical like myself, I'll put that label on, on me. I don't know if you'll put that label on, <laughs> but I will put that label on. Uh, if, if you're like me, uh, you maybe know a little bit about church history, but living overseas, living in Istanbul, uh, you, I have learned so much about church history. I've walked down the streets of the old ancient Greek Orthodox churches, the old capital of the Holy Roman Empire in Istanbul. And there's just so much that we don't know about church history, culture, Christian culture in the Middle East that uh, we also would love to share and bring are you know bring you guys into some of those conversations because i think it really enriches our perspective mm -hmm. of the global church mm -hmm. as well yeah absolutely yeah and, and for me too you know i i haven't well i lived in the middle east when i was younger but i haven't lived lived out there recently like danny but one of the things i want to talk about on the podcast too is you know recently i've really been engaging with you know what god's doing in africa specifically nigeria and felt really inspired by like the witness of christ there and it's funny you know I, I spent a few weeks in nigeria last summer and coming back the perception of like nigeria right now is only the persecution happening and the persecution's terrible you know mo there have been mm -hmm. more christian yeah. martyrs out of anywhere in the world in nigeria the last couple of years by a far margin so it's, it needs to be talked about but i also believe that some of the the christian faith there 
is like, you know, some of the strongest faith anywhere in the world. You know, I, I think Operation World says that um, Nigeria has a third of num- third of highest number of evangelicals out of any country in the wow. world. It goes U.S., China, Nigeria. Obviously, depending on how you define evangelical. Um, but yeah, so it's just there's so much to be said about that. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And then when you think about immigration of Africans into, you know, into the West and like the impact that's going to have on the church, there's just there's so many conversations to be had beyond the simplistic. There's more miracles happening in Africa. But there's also persecution. Like there's just so much more to talk about, and so yeah, we want to sure. we want to like you know have these conversations and you know talk to people where you guys are invited into thinking about these things and um, you know just get access to even like books you can read and um, yeah we hope that enriches your your faith really to see what God's doing everywhere around the world. So yeah, for sure. And just to put it in perspective, in our global world, you know we're in an age of globalization. There. According to different mission agencies, you will get different numbers, but there are still 3.2 billion people that are classified as unreached peoples, meaning that they don't have an active uh, witness for the gospel in their area. And in America, where you can drive to almost any town and there's four or five, at least traditional churches and probably one or two non-denominational churches, uh, that is astounding, and we, we want to bring that out into the open as well and, yeah. and talk about that because that is a huge part of the earth. That's about 40% of people alive today. And so, yeah, anyway, just through our unique experiences, we want to bring that in, and we would love to, uh, you know, so many things we could touch on at the moment, but we're looking forward to spending this time with you guys, connecting with you guys, and... Yeah, we'll also be bringing people on to interview them as well. So that's kind of a bit of a preview of what these podcasts will look like. And we'd love to hear from you guys. You can write in the comments section of wherever you're listening. Uh, We'll be posting these online. This is our first episode. Uh, But hopefully we'll do more in the future. And we would love to hear from you guys as well. So I think that's it. Anything else, Shay? No, that sounds good. Looking forward to to doing this, and I hope that you are edified by the podcast. Yeah. Well, take care, and God bless.